This is Mainspring Family Wellness, where transformation takes root. This podcast is for parents pursuing both personal growth and family wellness. We will cover relevant topics that help us reflect, make educated choices, and parent effectively. My name is Kristen Perlmutter. I'm an educator, a philanthropist, and a mother of three who is passionate about personal growth and seeing families at their optimal wellness. And I'm Dr. Jenna Flowers, a marriage and family therapist, author of The Conscious Parent's Guide to Co-Parenting, speaker, and mother of three. Okay, well, welcome to Mainspring Family Wellness. We have the privilege today to have Dr. Kevin Priestley with us with Priestley Family Chiropractic. Dr. Priestley has been a chiropractor for over 40 years, and he's going to share with us a little more about uh, pediatric chiropractic and also pregnancy chiropractic. Hello, Dr. Priestley. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. Could you share with our audience a little more about your background? Sure. I grew up on Long Island, New York. I got recruited to the University of Tennessee on a full swimming scholarship. Graduated in 1976 with a Bachelor of Science. In 1973, I swam for the U.S. Uh, World Student Games in Moscow. Wow. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> on college, I started in pre-med, but I had listened to a lecture about chiropractic, and I immediately wanted to change my direction. To me, it made more sense to keep patients healthy without the use of drugs or surgery. Mm-hmm. So I moved to California in 1976 to attend chiropractic college. So I was a lifeguard at Huntington State Beach. I graduated chiropractic school in 1980 and opened my practice in Corona Mar, and I've been here ever since. Wow. Yeah. So, so since graduating chiropractic college, I've attended numerous postgraduate seminars to continue my education in orthopedics, sports, pediatrics, and pregnancy. This keeps me up to date with the latest information. I've been in practice now for over 40 years. Yeah, it sounds like you're, you're still such a student of chiropractic, you know, and you really keep up on, up to date on everything that's happening in your field. I, I feel it's really important. I, I feel that uh, most of the chiropractors that graduated with me are no longer practicing. They say they get burned out, but mm-hmm. that's because I think they just never went back to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They you didn't know, remain passionate about yeah, what they do. Yes. And staying up to date with the latest information that keeps it exciting. What are the biggest misconceptions that that you hear about chiropractics? Yes. One of the misconceptions that chiropractors are is that they're sore back and bone doctors. If your back hurts, you go to a chiropractor. And it's uh, it's excellent for helping back pain and neck pain, but it's so much more. Mm -hmm. We're doctors of the nervous system. You see, the brain controls everything, all the functions of our body. If the spine is not in a proper position, it can interfere with the communication of our brain to our body or the body to the brain. When this happens, it can affect all kinds of things. Your sinuses, your thyroid, your heart, lungs, stomach, intestines, and bladder. Our bodies are self-healing and self-regulating. If there's a nerve interference to the nervous system, the body can't function the way it should. So chiropractic doesn't heal anything. We restore the nerve interference, and our bodies heal themselves. So, Dr. Priestley, what's your professional opinion on using medication for pain management? I imagine you see a lot of people that are already on pain meds before they even come see you. Yes, and a lot of times that's why they come to me, because the pain medications aren't working or they've been on them way too long. Mm -hmm. I don't like to see anybody suffer, um, but what's happened is with the pain medications, it becomes a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and then they become addicted to it. I mean, if you think about Oxycontin, uh, 
it's a horrible story, and uh, we don't even have to discuss it. But it's all due to um, money. Money, mm -hmm. you know. If you know the the story, it was forbidden in the eighties. The gentleman that brought it up made a nonprofit organization that he paid for to go to Congress to tell him that there's nothing wrong with this drug. It's a great drug, mm -hmm. and uh, it's going to relieve a lot of people from their pain. And so they got it put in, got it passed by the uh, government, and it's been uh, a wildfire. And unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of kids o overdose on it and mm -hmm. die. There's so many um, ODs on, on just that medication. So, wow. But... Um, if, if someone's having pain, and I don't recommend them to take anything if they can stand the pain, because what happens is if you block the impulses to the brain, the body's not going to be able to heal it. It doesn't know that there's a problem. Pain is a fire alarm in your body. It's mm -hmm. letting you know that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. So we got to figure out what the problem is. And a lot of times they don't ever do that because they give them a pain medication that will cover up the symptom, and then a couple of things happen. If you don't feel the pain, what are you going to do? You're going to continue bending over. You're going to continue doing something that can hurt it and make the condition a lot worse. Um, and then uh, you'll, you know, then it's too late. Now you do need a surgery or something more than if you had done it. Uh, uh, come to a chiropractor, treat it more conservatively. When somebody's really uncomfortable, I would usually start with something like Advil. It at least has a therapeutic effect. It's an anti-inflammatory, mm -hmm. and that's where most pain comes from, from inflammation, from overuse, sitting at a computer, uh, exercising too hard, golf, you know, and so a sprained ankle. It's inflammation. So that will have that therapeutic uh, result of re eliminating some of that um, uh, swelling. But, uh, like, a lot of people take Tylenol. And now, Advil is not good for your stomach. It's not good for right. the kidneys. But, you know, in a temporary to relieve some pain, that's what I would recommend. I also recommend uh, 20 minutes of ice, 40 minutes off. Mm -hmm. The ice helps squeeze all the inflammation out, helps sedate the nerves so it's mm -hmm. not so painful, uh, and it's a much safer way to go than starting with the pain medications. Now, I, so many people love Tylenol for whatever reason. The doctors always recommend it. But Tylenol is really hard on the liver, but it has no therapeutic value because all it's doing is blocking the pain signals to the brain. So again, the body's not going to do the things it needs to do. That swelling is a healing response. And mm -hmm. so um, that's, that's how I feel about that. So if you're in pain, call your chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Refer out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at that time, that's what I'll find out. And we do. I, I, you know, a lot of times people come in with back pain and it's a kidney issue, so then, mm. I, then I have to refer them out. How uh, are you able to discover that it is a kidney issue? There's certain tests that you do, kidney punch, or just signs and symptoms of where the pain is, where the pain radiates. You know, it's not going down the leg, it's in a one specific spot, and, you know, so that there's tests that you do for those. I don't do the blood work. If, if I suspect a kidney infection or a kidney problem, I refer them to one of the doctors. So yeah. your practice focuses on pregnancy. Yes. And pediatrics. Um, I have heard during my own pregnancies, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure Kristen did as well, that not to get adjusted. Is this a myth? I mean, why would people say this? There's lots of reasons. Uh, because It's mainly because they do not understand chiropractic, mm -hmm. okay, and that we're trained specifically for pregnancy. Hmm. Uh, many people just are fearful, and so rather than take a risk, 
that they think that they might be taking, they just say, don't go to a chiropractor and take Tylenol, which is the, one of the worst things you can do during pregnancy is take any type of medication. So how does a chiropractor support a healthy nervous system for both a mom and a baby? Um, that's a really good question. But I want to go, I want to go back to that question of, about um, misconceptions. Oh. Uh, one of the misconceptions is that if you adjust the neck, that that could be injured. Okay. okay. And this is so far from the truth, and it's confusing to the public. Yeah. So it only happens maybe one to, two, one to three times in a year that someone might have an incident. Hmm. And the misconception is that it was done by a chiropractor. Many times it's somebody like a massage therapist or a physical therapist that wasn't trained properly to adjust the spine, and they do that, and uh, they adjust it, and then that's where most of the damage comes. Do you realize that uh, one of the things that they say happens when you get a chiropractic adjustment in the neck is you have a stroke, and, that, and that's like one to three times in a year. But as more people, women, putting their heads in the bowl to wash their hair have strokes more than any chiropractic produced. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Most people don't realize that. Yeah. Okay. You had a question? Yeah. So, no, so I was just curious um, for, you know, how chiropractic support uh, a healthy nervous system for moms and babies. This is a great question, how chiropractic is useful during pregnancy. Once a woman conceives, her body immediately starts changing. Chiropractic reduces tension in the mother's uterus, and chiropractic reduces nerve interference, which controls the mother's systems and functions. By improving maternal functions, we decrease the potential for unnecessary intervention, such as forceps, vacuum extraction, or C-section. Hmm. Now, for the infant, chiropractic reduces interference to the mother's nerve system, allowing for better baby development. Pelvic balance allows the baby greater room to develop without restrictions to the forming cranium, spine, and other skeletal structures. Offers the baby room to move to the best possible position for birth. With proper fetal positioning, there's a significant decrease in dystocia and the resulting birth trauma caused by intervention. I've also heard it um, actually from Dr. Stephanie McClellan mm -hmm. that um, the first two trimesters are is when anxiety can get passed down from the mother mm -hmm. genetically to the baby. So I would also think that then to really regulate the nervous system during this time would be so ideal to, you know, and so regulatory for the developing fetus. It is, and that's one of the things that's so important that people don't realize that their stress, you know, um, when, so, so when a mother comes in, we ask all kinds of questions, especially how long are you going to work? I mean, they're working, they're in a stressful environment. Mm -hmm. the, that adrenaline goes to that baby. Mm -hmm. It affects the development. You know, a lot of times, um, mother will be five or six months pregnant, and we can't even tell because the baby's not developing properly because the, the mother's just go, 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 and that mm -hmm. sympathetic, I call it Starbucks lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by Starbucks lifestyle, Kevin? Well, they're just not slowing down. They just yeah. just keep pushing, pushing, you know, doing the work, being the mother, especially if they have other kids. And um, it, it, it just is not a healthy environment for the baby or for the mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's not enough decompression in the day, especially when you're pregnant, right. to have some of that downtime, mm -hmm. which I think in other countries we, you know, they seem to... Like when you hear about France being pregnant in France, like it seems like yeah. there's more of an acceptance of like you're pregnant, you need to rest, you yes. need to restore, and then well, you know. yeah, and the recovery afterwards yeah. in most countries. I mean, most people take a significant amount of time off, and their spouses do as well. Like we, mm -hmm. We're just kind of like, okay, you're in the hospital, you're out of the hospital, get right back into it. 
So, but um, going back to moms taking care of themselves, I mean, it seems like chiropractics is also uh, important um, self-care. It's really important because you can't, I can't tell you how important it is to be in that parasympathetic, mm-hmm. that rest and digest. And that's what uh, chiropractic does. In, in most cases, for all adjustments, people are stressed. Mm-hmm. It's the number one reason why you get uh, nerve interference is stress, emotional there's yeah. emotional, physical, and chemical stress, and emotional is the number one cause, I believe, of people coming into my office. Can wow. we talk about food allergies for a minute with kids? Sure. Because um, I know chiropractic is such a preventative uh, treatment, and you hear about so many children with, you know, uh, having different food allergies now, and I have often heard that chiropractic can be a great support to helping to reduce inflammation in the body. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you're exactly right. What happens is a chiropractic adjustment allows the nervous system and the body to heal itself. Like we said, uh, we know that if you have a 100% nerve flow, your body is going to respond easier. Allergies are usually over-response to the body's immune system, and so that it causes the inflammation, the runny noses, uh, all kinds of digestive problems. And we see those all clear up. Now, again, it's a lot of the chemicals that are in the foods also that are wearing down the kids' immune systems too. Mm. And the kids um, don't get as much sleep. They don't get the rest. They don't get the exercise that they should be. Hmm. Do you think there's behavioral issues that chiropractic can also help with? Oh, we see that all the time. How so? Um, because I, I've seen so many kids that were slated to go into a, a special needs class, mm-hmm. okay, uh, because they weren't able to concentrate or focus in the work. And we started adjusting them, and uh, their whole mind, they say it's so much easier for, easier for me to read. I, I don't have to read it over and over again. And we get them mainstream back into the classrooms. Uh, it's one of the biggest things. And the parents are so grateful because they don't want the kids in those special need classes. But there's a lot of times there's a disconnect. There's, um, it's like the kids, the ADHD kids and things like that, they got the gas pedal on, on fast. They're going, going, going. Mm-hmm. And their brain can't slow themselves down. So we make a better connection between the brain and the body, and they start to relax. They don't t- tap and, t- and b- dance around, and they start to, can start to think now because they got better control of their brain. Hmm. So I'm curious about some of your patients. Do you have any amazing success stories you can <laughs> share, especially sure. with moms or kids? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Maybe people that came in with chronic pain and then left pain-free. Yeah. So pain cases are the easiest we have. So many people come in, they can't stand up, they can't turn their head. With a couple of adjustments, they're walking without any problems, and they can turn their neck. Uh, Many patients come in with severe headaches that they've had all their life, and they're painful or painful periods that uh, that come in every day, and we see miracles happen. this is what gets me up in the morning to, to help so many people, and I get thanked so many times for changing people's lives. Because, you know, if one person's sick in the house, it's not just that person that's sick. It yeah. affects everybody. Yep. If you have a colicky kid, okay? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the gonna, family system. Uh, Absolutely. A, the mother's going to be up. The father's going to be up. The other kids in the house are going to be up. The um, 
the grandparents are going to have to come over and help so that the mom could get a nap. And it's just, uh, that's one of the biggest things I see kids, parents bring their kids in because they can't sleep. The kids don't sleep for more than 20 minutes at a time, so nobody sleeps. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of cases that stood out to me. There's these twins. They came in, and they were diagnosed at four months. Well, they were diagnosed with this baby stiffness syndrome. So the mother brings, I didn't know about these, but it is. Um, the babies came in, and they would just sit in the, in the carrier and not move, not turn their head, not make any noise, not move their legs, not kick anything. It was so sad because they looked like they were paralyzed. Oh and gosh. so uh, it was actually the grandmother brought them in because she was a patient. And within two adjustments, they started moving and kicking their feet. Um, within the first month, uh, they were able to roll over and, and do movements, and, and and by two months after, into care, they were caught up with the rest of the kids that are six months old wow. by crawling. Wow, incredible! So what happened there? Why couldn't they move? I believe it was birth trauma. You know, the, mm. uh, they were twins, the uh, uh, C-section, and the connection between the brain and the neck right through there was cutting off all the uh, nerve impulses. So they, they just weren't developing. The okay. brain couldn't. Can, can you speak more into that? Like, what is that about? Because, and I know we were kind of briefly speaking about C-sections before, and we don't want to, you know, take time to necessarily knock them, but often there can be consequences for for those deliveries for the, for your children. Like, why why the disconnect in the body? Because many times the head is used as a lever to pull the baby out. Okay. Okay. And so the the C one C two up in the top of the head is where the brainstem comes through, and if it's out of position. It's going to choke the the spinal cord so that you don't get 100% nerve flow to the whole body. So wow. it can affect anything in there. When I when I check a kid, that's one of the first things I do is check the neck because that's most of the time. And these nerve scans that we can do show us all the time the, the uh, that's where it is. And hmm. these nerve scans that we do in our office are, are so incredible because I can. Dictate where the scan, where there's going to be nerve interference. In the first three months, it's usually the neck from the birthing process. Mm. Later on, when they start to pick the head up, it's going to be the middle of the back as that starts to develop. Mm. Later on, when they start to crawl or stand, then the low back starts to get stress on it. But even as changing the baby, you know, grabbing them by the uh, feet and lifting them up like that puts stress in certain areas of the spine. That I we never have even run. thought of that. I feel like I did that to my children often. Yeah, it was easy because yeah, they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of rolling them, it's just right. easy to grab them and lift them up like that, and it puts pressure on that middle back. Wow. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense because I think you think of a C-section, and like Jenna said, we don't want to knock it, but um, that, that you just kind of gently the grab the baby from the mom. But I didn't think about how, how jarring that must be for um, their bones. I just strongly recommend everybody to no matter where you are in your process with your kids or your family just youtube or google a, a c-section and it's, there's, there's numerous ones on there and you won't believe how traumatic it is because most of the time the mom's behind the sheet she doesn't see what's happening right. and she's uh you know has an epidural so she's not feeling it right and dad's too crazy to go beyond the sheet either he's <laughs> <laughs> on the other side so dr kevin can can you recover though when mm-hmm. it comes to yes. a C-section then for for babies or yes. for moms? Yes, we see that. Oh yeah, definitely. All we have to do is uh, make sure that the spine gets back into a position, the proper position, and the nerves will flow. Hmm. Well, how long does a spine, you know, maintain proper position? It never does. <laughs> really. So we all need to be adjusted. Well, you need to be checked. 
-hmm. Okay? Just think about everything we do, okay? If you, we start with the kids, the birthing process, okay? And then, you know, they start to move and roll over. I don't care how many times, I, I won't ask you, but I know that everybody's had their kid roll off the changing table, off the bed, and fall. You didn't hear it here. No, <laughs> no I never did that. No, I'm not my kid. I'm not asking anybody. <laughs> but I know, I tell them, but I tell moms, now listen, this kid is going to roll off the, the table. Make sure you get him, bring him in for me to check him. And, it, and eventually it happens, and, and they come in feeling so bad. But then, you know, when they start to walk, uh, a child will actually fall on their bottom about 2,500 times just learning how to walk. Oh, wow. Mm. And just think how you're compressing that spine. Yeah. Wow. And then boys are worse than girls. You know, when they learn to walk, they hit their head on the coffee table. And, yeah. And so they can't, they'll cry, but they can't tell you it hurts. And that's why these scans tell us where they're having nerve interference. Mm. Oh, that's. That's a really helpful tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't hear of a lot of chiropractors having that kind of technology. That's what I'm saying. Technology. No. Yeah. There's very few in the area. Well, and to have so much um, um, extra training to work with children, too, because I know that that's not the same as working with an adult. Not at all. So. Um, and, it's, you know, and we have to do this a lot of times is demonstrate to a mom uh, how we adjust it. Mm -hmm. Adjust the baby. Um, it's not a twisting or turning. It's only a pressure on certain vertebrae at a certain area that no more than you put on to a tomato. You, that mm -hmm. you wouldn't break the skin of a tomato. So that's the amount of pressure we do. Wow. I mean, it's really exciting. In my practice, we have sort of an open bay. We have little pony walls so that you can't really see the adjustment, you can't see the people, but the, the people see the baby coming, you know, infant, brand new, and everybody will jump up and say, wow, what's, what's wrong with that baby? And I said, nothing, they were just checking them, or, yeah. you know, they're just really, why would a baby come to get adjusted? Do they, does their back hurt? How do you know their back hurts? And again, it's not about their back, it's about their nervous system and how their body's functioning. Yeah, and I know that so many kids, um, and I know mine did, struggle with getting chronic ear infections at a young age. And I know that adjustments can really help with that. Yeah, we see that so often, and we can help so many of the kids keep them off the antibiotics. The mm -hmm. antibiotics, as a young age, it really damages the immune system and yes. also their, their ability to, I think, in school, we've seen that. But We've got special techniques for, especially with ear infections, that um, we do a lot of cranial work, but we'll do lymphatic drainage mm -hmm. to drain the lymphatics. I actually go inside the mouth and open up the eustachian tube so that the ears drain. Mm -hmm. We adjust the ears. And so um, we keep so many kids from actually, once we get it, it under control, they don't have the ear infections anymore and they don't need the antibiotics. What about sleep? I know you had briefly mentioned a little bit about sleep, but so many parents, I would say, I, I think the vast majority of assessments that come into my private practice for children, there's a lot of chronic sleep issues. Mm -hmm. People frequently waking up, little kids, having a hard time getting them back into their beds. Yeah, and... We talk about the parasympathetic. We go back to that. We can stimulate the parasympathetic. I actually did it on one of my employees uh, yesterday that was having trouble sleeping, and so we did that special adjustment, and um, she slept much better. But for the kids, there's certain pressure points that we can use to stimulate that parasympathetic, which puts them in that rest and digest. Mm. And you talk about kids and not being uh, um, sleeping, 
one of the things that we see is a lot of bedwetting kids, and that yeah. affects the whole family. Because mm -hmm. here's this kid, 8, 12 years old. He wants to go to his friend's house for a sleepover, and they're afraid to do that because they don't want to wet the bed, or if they have him come over, they don't want to see him. And then the parents, you know, a lot of times have to get up in the middle of the night to change wet sheets, and, and they get mad at the kid. And, you know, A lot of times it's because the kid doesn't even know he has a full bladder because he can't sense it because he's got pressure on those nerves. Mm -hmm. yeah. And once we do that, then they either get they know to get up, or um, other times the nerves get trapped and they, it just doesn't can't control that bladder. We, that was a, that's a big one for the, the adolescents, mm. for the eight to twelve. And do you see a lot of um, kids that I feel like this is such a competitive area um, as far as sports go? Do you see a lot of kids coming in with sports injuries? Yeah, I, uh, quite a bit, and I recommend that the parents bring them in on a more regular basis. Not enough of them do. Um, but kids under chiropractic care do better in school, do better mm -hmm. in sports, and have a lot less illnesses. I still, you know, my son played all sports. I coached him until he got to high school. He play, In high school, he played football. Um, he, uh, he was a shot putter, and uh, Eric wrestled. Where'd your son go to uh, high school? Corner Nice. And so uh, I, I adjusted him. All those, all those years, and all of the teammates. As a fact, as a matter of fact, I still go to the uh, touchdown club and adjust the football team before every game. Oh, that's wow. awesome! So, so adjustment before, not after. Well, they should or, have it afterwards. Okay. They, they, when my son was on the team, I adjust them before and then come back the next day after the game. They should have that. <laughs> uh, but um, my time it doesn't allow me to do that, and so I, I go before the game because it works out on my schedule. Yeah. And that's fun. At least keeps me around the young kids and and encourage them and, and you know, just get them up for the games. And well, That's great that you're able to support Corona Del Mar High that way as well, the yeah. football team. And especially when they're doing so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got a good team. Yeah, because I think about, I mean, I, there's so many people we know whose kids have already had to have surgeries, like even before high school or during <laughs> high school. And I mean, I wonder if some of those surgeries would be prevented by doing more chiropractic adjustments. Well, they've the coaches notice that when they get adjusted before a game, there's a lot less injuries. Mm -hmm. Okay, because chiropractic is going to improve their eye-hand coordination, it's going to improve their flexibility, their speed, uh, their mental capacity. Mm -hmm. You know, when the brain is like a battery; it needs to be charged. It gets its charge by normal movement, normal position of the spine and nerve system. If it's not moving, it sends aberrant impulses to the brain. So much so that the research that we just came up with last year is that if you got a segment in your spine not moving, it's going to alter the impulses going up to the brain and confuse the brain. So you might look at a color green and see it as brown, or you might taste something sp spicy or eat something spicy and it might taste sweet because mm -hmm. th that much of an interference can happen and confuse the brain. Wow. And that's the latest research we got coming in. Well, it's really interesting. Um, I know we talked about immune support, but I feel like we should just address COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts with the coronavirus right now and chiropractic? Um, well, it's changed my practice a little bit. So let's go over what we do. Now, uh, when someone comes in, we take the temperature. Mm -hmm. Okay, they have a mask. We wipe down the tables between each, adjust with, with each person. 
my office is very efficient, so you can uh, so we can help a lot of people. So patients would normally come in and put a number into the computer. That would put them in a queue, and then once I had a table that would open, the computer would call them to that table. They go over there and put that number in. So now nobody's touching anything. Oh. They come in. I've got my chairs spread out. I got chairs out in the hallways. I try to limit the amount of people who are in the office at a time. We spread the schedule out, and uh, it's been working really well. And so. You know, a lot of times people are still scared to come in, but um, once they come in once or twice, then they feel a lot more comfortable and have certain people come at certain times that don't want to be around other people. I've been blessed that none of my patients have come down with the COVID, so that's really good. That's great. Do you think then chiropractic... I don't know if you can say this, but I would imagine that it would be good preventative care for your I, immune system during this time. I definitely recommend everybody to come in and do that, but I, I have to respect the people that don't want to. Right. So this is how it's changed my practice. In the past, when somebody would get the flu, I would strongly recommend them to come in. And a lot of people say, I don't want to come in. I don't want to get you sick. I don't want. And we're saying our immune systems are strong. We're getting adjusted. We're doing all the right things because I believe you earn that flu. Okay, so um, I would have them come in because adjustments do make the immune system six times stronger. And there's things I would do, like for the sinuses, I do acupressure and pressure points to help drain the sinuses. I do cranial work to get things moving in in the in the skull. I also do lymphatic drainage to help the body fight off the virus, and they get quicker so much better. What do you mean by earning the flu? Okay, I believe that uh, you lower your immune system and allow... We're around viruses all the time. Mm -hmm. We're around germs all the time. But if you are overtired, if you're overstressed, if you're eating poorly, especially sugar, okay, um, you're going to earn that virus. Mm. One of the things I, I always talk about in, in October, why is that the flu season? What, we get, what, less sunlight, so mm -hmm. we lose our vitamin D. Mm -hmm. What's the first holiday coming along? Halloween, so everybody's eating sugar. Sugar feeds viruses. When you go to get a swab and they put it on a culture, that's usually sugar water that they grow viruses on. Mm -hmm. And so that um, we know that sugar uh, feeds viruses and also cancer. Um, are you familiar with PET scans? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you're going to go for a PET scan, they'll have you not eat any carbohydrates for three days or any sugar. Okay? So you go in there. They put radioactive sugar into your blood blood vessel, uh, into your arm, and wait 10 or 15 minutes, and then you go in and do the PET scan. All that sugar will go straight to the cancer, and it will light up, mm -hmm. and that's, where, that's how you find the cancer because it loves the sugar so much. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, and most people don't realize how bad sugar is. Yeah, And, you know, I see parents in Starbucks getting the kids donuts and things like that or chocolate milk to start the day. That, that's not going to last them very long. No, yeah, definitely not. So what do you wish families in um, Orange County understood better about health and wellness and chiropractic? Okay. Health is ultimately their responsibility to stay healthy. I tell my patients to get results they want. 60% of what I do is what I do. 40% is what they do. They need to keep their appointments, do the exercises we give them, watch their posture 24 hours a day. Chiropractors are primary health care physicians. If you come in with a problem that chiropractic can't help, we'll send you out to a proper place. 
Most diseases in this country are lifestyle diseases. The food they eat, the lack of exercise. Um, just as you should get a physical every year or a dental exam every six months, your nervous system should be checked on a regular basis, um, which means that the nervous system should be checked from birth to the grave in order to be as healthy as you possibly can be. Hmm. That's good. Good advice. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I feel like I, I feel enlightened about um, chiropractors and what you do. There's so, there's so many benefits, you know. I, I always think of just having, like, a backache and going to get adjusted, but there's so many preventative benefits as well. I would say 70 to 80% of my practice, people are coming in without a pain. Hmm. It's more of a wellness. Hmm. They maintain their health by getting adjusted. They, they, that's what they, I don't get sick as much as I used to. You know, every year I get a flu two or three times. And uh, they stop when we're in regular chiropractic there. The immune system's functioning better. They don't have digestive problems. That's one of the things, you know, so many people, especially with the kids, the moms bring these kids in. They're not pooping. They may be pooping once every five days. The pediatrician, wow. the pediatrician says, that's normal. I tell the mom, how would you feel that if you didn't? That is not normal. Yeah, that's <laughs> normal. That's not normal. You feel horrible. It's, it's, yeah. it, it's, uh, it's common, but it's not normal. Right. And that's what we tell the mom. Right. And many times we'll adjust them, and the kid will poop before he even gets home. <laughs> <laughs> so what's great. next on the horizon for you? Um, I'm continuing to do what I'm doing. I'm trying to continue to grow the practice. I'm looking for a doctor to help me. There's so many people that need our, the care that we provide. So um, I have a lot of people say, well, when are you going to retire? I love what I mm -hmm. do. There's no reason to retire. I, I work four days a week, Monday through Thursday. It was 7 to 6, but now it's you know 7 to 11, but we'll get back to that. Well, uh, you're not allowed to retire. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, too many my, people that need you, Dr. Right. Especially <laughs> now. And, and my patients are afraid. You're not going to, or like if they see, if I'm interviewing a new doctor, they either think one or two things. Are you going on vacation <laughs> or uh, are you going to retire? And so, because uh, a lot of them are afraid. They say, you can't go anywhere. We need you the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's great because I've had some of my patients uh, for the 40 years that I've been in, in practice. I'll see a mom. She gets pregnant. She has a daughter. Her, we adjust a daughter through, uh, all, all through her life. She gets married. She gets pregnant. Now I'm adjusting those kids. So yeah. we see three generations a lot wow. of times of families. That's great. That's awesome. well, congratulations. That's thank on you. all your success. That's amazing. Yeah. And thank and you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. For Thank being you so here. much for being on the show today. We've learned so much from you. And um, I think just one of my main takeaways is just really the importance of chiropractic care while you are pregnant. Yes. To really to help decompress your nervous system. Yes. So that you stay regulated in the process. And especially now, Kristen, with so much that's going on yes. in the world. Like, we are so stressed out. Like, every, in my opinion, everybody should be getting chiropractic as some kind of adjunct support to their, their health. Absolutely. And to, and to make sure you get your kids checked at a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. To be on top of that. One of the things that I do, if I'm caring for a mom during a pregnancy, my gift to them is to come to them as early as they want me to check their kid. So mm -hmm. sometimes I sneak into the hospital. <laughs> uh, and Or the birthing centers allow me in, or I go to their homes. And um, I've got two this that are due this week, and so I'll be d doing that. Oh, that's and great! So, and it's it's so great to see the newborns, you know, and the mothers. 
it's stressful, especially for the first one. Yeah. You know, the, the mothers that have the second one and third one, it's not so bad for them, but the first one, they don't know what to do. They don't know. And so sometimes they're so out of sorts that it takes them a week before they get me over because they just don't know what to do. Yeah. They're not sleeping. I there remember no those days. <laughs> well, you had twins. <laughs> yes. And then I went for another one. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Priestley. This has been great. Oh, thank you for having me and so that I can explain chiropractic the way I practice it. And also, Dr. Priestley, what is your address for your practice? Okay, I'm in Fashion Eye. I'm at Three Corporate Plaza. Yeah. Um, it's right on the corner of Coast Highway and Newport Center Drive. And you also take some insurance? Yes, yes. Yes. And we have great cash savings plans. Sometimes my plans are cheaper than the people's co-pays. Wow, that's great. Mm. So that it depends what you, you commit to or what you want. And so um, if you're going to do it as a wellness, it's a lot less expensive than when you come in all doubled over and i got to spend a lot more time with you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.